Alrighty, what is going on, guys? And welcome back to the show. Hope you guys are doing super well out there. I think this is today's Friday, so you'll be hearing this Sunday. So I hope you're having a good weekend so far. Um, I just now got my voice back in the past like day or two, so that's good because I now need to do this podcast. So it's good timing that my voice is back. I don't sound like a uh, a completely sickened uh, sickened human being. So now I sound somewhat normal again. Whatever my normal is, a little bit louder than usual. But um, today we're going to be talking about carb cycling and we're going to talk about not only what it is but if it quote unquote works and more importantly how to apply it to kind of your individual situation so that's what the thing that's what the uh, podcast is gonna be on today my my thing i want to ask of you because i always i always i always seem to ask something is if you can if if you found an episode that's helped you if you found an episode that that you really enjoy or that you think somebody else can can hear and, and can learn from I ask you to please share either the podcast itself or one episode or, or just share the podcast with somebody you know who think can help from it because the more and more I do this, the more and more I realize that I get the same questions. And, and what I mean is like I get the same questions so a lot, of, a lot of people have the same questions when it comes to fat loss, when it comes to fitness, when it comes to seeing results. Like. A lot of people have the same questions, and that's why I do these podcasts because I try to answer those questions so people can get educated, so they can use information to get results. So if you know somebody who, for example, struggles with fad diets or yo-yo dieting or working out or motivation or discipline, if you know anybody who has that and you've listened to any one of these episodes, I please implore you to, to try to share the podcast with at least one person. That would help me. That would help them. That would help you. It would help everybody. So that is my one little ask of you before we get into the show today. So moving right along, let's dive in. And the first thing I'm going to cover is what what is carb cycling? And honest to God, it is it is very, very simple. There's a lot of like misinformation out there and there's a lot of just like hype around it. Literally all it is is – so first and foremost, I, I assume you're tracking your calories and, and, and assume you're tracking your macros because – you, you can track calories without tracking macros. I don't tend to nor like to do that really because I like to have the two match up. So normally if you are tracking calories, you are tracking ma- macros or vice versa. Um, if you're not, I would I would probably tell you to do both. So track macros and track calories. But um, I assume you're tracking macros. So that being said, ca- carb cycling excuse me, carb cycling is literally just taking some some days with high carbs and some days with low carbs. Now, what that could look like is, for example, some days you have 160 grams of carbs and some days you have 70 grams of carbs. Like, it is literally that simple. It's just cycling your carb intake throughout the week. So some days are high and some days are low. Some days could be moderate too. You could have two days of high, two days of low, and three days of moderate. It, it really just... It really just depends on the person and their goals and their experience and where they at and what they want to do. And it depends on so much. But what it actually is is literally just cycling your carb intake throughout the week. And, and, and again, that could be high-low. That could be moderate-low-high. Whatever it is, it's just cycling carbs throughout the week, obviously, as the kind of phrase says. But that's what it is. So now let's dive into if it quote-unquote works, right? And I, and I say quote-unquote works because – the definition of that is is so variable and, and it can be so person dependent and it's and not even person dependent just like just dependent and as what do you mean by work right does it work for 
fat loss? Does it work for workout performance? Does it work for fighting hunger? Does it work for fighting cravings? Like, what does it work for? And, and that's what I'm going to try to talk about here today. So, first things first, I want to talk about fat loss. And as you know, what I'm going to say, as far as fat loss goes, as long as you're in a calorie deficit, anything will work, right? So, could you do carb cycling and be in a calorie deficit and lose fat? Yep, absolutely. Could you do carb cycling, be in a calorie surplus, and gain fat? Yep, absolutely. So, like, it, the first things first is, as most people know by now, if you listen to this podcast or follow anything I put out, if you're in a calorie deficit, you will lose fat. So, with that being said, carb cycling can be used for fat loss in so many different ways. It's it's a tool for where you want to get to, right? It's a you you have this this project in front of you and you have a tool belt. You can pull out tools in that tool belt you can use to help you finish the project and, and, and get get the job done, right? So when we're talking about carb cycling, the the first few things that come to mind are if you are tracking calories and tracking macros, which I assume that you are, if you're listening to this podcast, if not just reach out to me. I'll be more than happy to help you. If you are tracking calories and macros, if you want to stay at a certain carb level to obviously maintain a certain calorie level because carb cycling doesn't matter if your calories are not in check, right? So if you're not in a calorie deficit, carb cycling won't matter. But assuming your calories are in a, are in a place where you, you are in a calorie deficit so you will lose fat – you then want to optimize your carb intake or just switch up your carb intake throughout the week to make that happen, right? So assuming your calories are in check and you're in a calorie deficit, you can use carb cycling for, for a million different things. The, the first thing that comes to mind is if you exercise. If you exercise and you know that, for example, you get hungrier on days that you work out. So if you get hungrier on days that you work out and you tend to just to just crave more carbs, you tend to want more carbs, you tend to have more more you know sugar, you, you whatever it is. If you tend to be hungrier and have more carbs on the days you work out, well, then why not just have some high-carb high, high carb days on the days that you work out? So if you work out Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, why not just make Monday, Wednesday, and Friday high-carb well, high, high days and then Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday make it either low or moderate carb days? And again, assuming all your calories are in check, so you'll be in a calorie deficit, but on those three days – you can give yourself higher carbs to then allow you to eat more carbs, to to have to f- fulfill those cravings, to, to satisfy your hunger, to whatever it is. That's the number one thing I see as far as fat loss because if you're not doing that as far as cycling, like, yeah, you might be having higher, higher carb days on the days you work out regardless, but you're still having the same amount of carbs on the days you don't work out. So if you don't adjust that, if, if you don't do the cycling in that aspect, the high and the low, then you're not going to lose weight because you're going to be in a calorie maintenance or surplus because you're having these high carb days on the days you work out because you're hungrier. So when you're hungrier, you tend to eat more, right? So on the days you work out, you're hungrier and you eat more. So that means that you're putting yourself over your calorie deficit limit, right? Because you're not changing the other days of the week. You're not changing Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday because – you're just having higher carbs on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So what you can do is adjust those carbs so you can have Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday to a moderate or lower carb intake to where you can allow yourself to have more carbs on Monday, Wednesday, Friday and still stay within your calorie limit to be in a calorie deficit to still lose fat. So that's the first thing I see that that helps a lot of people because I have heard that it, especially if you do like a high intense workout, you will be hungrier on the days you work out. So that's one way you can do it. The other thing is 
if you know the weekends are normally a bit tougher for you. If you know that you normally eat out more, normally eating out more means more carbs. If, if you know you have an event on the weekends or you have your kid's soccer game, whatever it is, you can do, again, carb cycling. So if you're worried about your carb intake, you can do Monday through Thursday maybe a bit lower carbs, like maybe a bit lower carb intakes or, or a bit moderate, whatever it is. But you can cycle these aspects because if you know – on Saturday, you have an event where there's going to be nothing but fucking pizza and ice cream. Okay, well, that's a lot of carbs. And if you're trying to stick to a carb limit and a calorie limit, both, but if you're trying to stick to a carb limit, you can then adjust your carbs throughout the week to then allow yourself to have a higher, a bit of higher carbs on Saturday for that event where you know you're going to have pizza and maybe drink. So you're going to have higher carbs that night than the, what you normally do. So you can adjust during the week to cycle those carbs so you can have a bit more leeway when that time comes around. So that's the, that's the next thing. And that kind of leads into like the, the whole what I talk about, like planning for the day and calorie cycling and having high days and low days and calories too. Those things kind of go hand in hand. But those are the two top things I see as far as fat loss goes because, again, if you don't allot for those higher carbs on Saturday – well, then you could easily put yourself over your calorie deficit and you could easily not lose fat all because of that one day. You, you could have a, ton, a shit ton of higher carbs and calories on that Saturday when you go out to eat and then that can put you over your calorie deficit and that'll make you not lose weight. So as far as fat loss, those are two kind of scenarios where I mostly see people the weekends and when they work out. Those two scenarios are normally what I see when people want to talk about like carb cycling or, or calorie cycling that they can use for their plan so they can still see fat loss results because you have to be in a calorie deficit for fat loss. So you can use carb cycling as a tool for fat loss again, right? So what I talked about earlier, it, it the, the project is fat loss and you have a toolbox. You can pull out calorie cycling or I'm excuse, excuse me, well both, but carb cycling as a tool for that project of fat loss, right? So that's the first thing I see as far as if it works. Yeah, it it can work, yeah, but what do you want it to work for? If, if it's talking about fat loss, it's normally meant to be a way you can still keep your carbs and your calories in check so you can fight cravings, so you can fight hunger, so you can fight the weekends when you normally go out to eat. So that's the first thing as far as fat loss goes. As, as That's what I see. And the next thing I want to talk on is performance. And then basically what I mean here by performance is just – just working out in the gym. Like if, if you are focused on getting stronger, if you're focused on having good workouts, if you're focused on performing better in the gym, having more energy in the gym, you can use the tool of carb cycling to get that project done. Again, it's just a tool and toolbox. So you can use that tool, carb cycling, as far as getting that getting that project done, right? So if you want to be sure that you get the most out of your workout, for, for example, right? If, if you know you're going to try to have a really good workout that day, if you know that you want to hit a certain weight or you want to do a certain amount of reps or, or whatever it is, you just, you just want to perform well in the gym, especially if you're doing any kind of high-intensity training. And this doesn't have to be just like interval training. It can be like high-intensity weightlifting or, or whatever it is. But if you're doing something that requires a lot of energy, the main energy source your body is going to go to is carbohydrates. So if, you, if you're trying to kill your workouts on really low carbs, it's probably not going to happen. You're not going to feel strong. You're not going to feel energized. You're not going to feel good because your body's main fuel source, you, you don't have a lot of that. And that's what 
that could be a whole different podcast in itself as far as what your body uses for energy. But especially during a high-intensity workout, your body uses carbohydrates for energy. That's why, like, if you've ever done a high-intensity workout and you, you start to get lightheaded, you don't feel good, the room's spinning, like, you feel like shit. That's why, because your body's used up all of that glycogen, which is just carbohydrates. Your body's used up all the carbs in your body, and it now really has no other source of fuel. So you're trying to make it do these actions and, and do this workout, but it has no fuel, so it can't do it. So it's gonna, you know, make you make you feel like you're gonna pass out. It's gonna make your blood sugar drop. It's gonna make you feel dizzy and and all those things. So that's why, because your body uses carbs for energy during a high high intensity workout. So if you're trying to have a really good workout and you're, and you're trying to, you know, get stronger or do a certain amount of volume, you can use carb cycling for that tool. So have, wanting to have a really good workout, you can use carb cycling for that. And just like we talked about in the last one, on, on workout days, you can have higher carbs. Like that is something you can definitely do to have better workouts. Because if you know that on the days you work out, you're not really that active. Like, yeah, you might do some walking. You might do some steps, maybe, maybe some low-intensity cardio, but you're not really super active. So you don't need a ton of energy on those off days, right? You're like you don't need anything extra to, to prep for. So if you want to do that, aka have a good workout, you should definitely like – I mean you shouldn't definitely, but you can absolutely do carb cycling to have higher carb days on the days that you work out and have moderate to lower carb days on the days you don't work out. And again, leading back to if, you, if you're focused on a physique-based goal, your calories have to be in check. But if you're focused on a performance goal, you can do carb cycling and have higher and lower carb days because that will make sense as far as your goal goes. So if you want to make sure you're fueled up for your workout, then you can have those higher carb days and you can have the higher carbs around your workout to obviously beforehand if you want to have higher carbs to fuel up for the workout better. And then afterwards of the workout, you can also have higher carbs to then recover from the workout, to start that recovery process from that from that workout, from that stress you just put on your body. You can have higher carbs so you can then start that recovery process better, right? So that's the that's the main thing as far as like workout performance. Because again, your body needs carbs, like to doesn't need it, but it definitely, definitely, definitely helps it as far as getting a really, really good workout. That's why like if you ever hear or see bodybuilders talk about their like the end of their prep during leading into a show they have low carbs because they're trying to lean out a lot so their workouts aren't really that good because their carbs are so low you you don't have a lot of energy you don't have a lot of fuel for your workout so that's why those workouts tend to suffer because they don't have a lot of fuel so if you are focused on having really good workouts you can have higher carb days and lower carb days on the days you work out higher on the days you don't, don't work out lower you can do that to help you in that process of getting better workouts it, it will lead to more energy it will lead to more endurance it will lead to more stamina more strength because your body has more fuel to pull from but again just remember if you're focused on physique based goals your, your calories must be in check it doesn't matter what else you do like if your calories aren't in check then none of this carb cycling is going to matter so just keep that in mind that's the two main things i would I would kind of be talking about here and then just just one more thing i didn't i didn't think about but i just thought about right now one more thing would just be like mentally like if if your plan calls for low carb and low calories and you which i mean you shouldn't be starving yourself so like if it does then maybe you like it, it all depends but anyway if your plan calls for a lower calorie low carb diet and you just fucking hate it like you're getting burnt out from it you want a piece of pizza you want a slice of chocolate cake you want to have some drinks like whatever it is 
if you're just superly mentally getting burnt out from it, then it might make sense for you to do some higher and lower carb days some days, right? It, it, it might make sense. And that, that goes back to the last podcast podcast I just did. I just had with, um, with like refeed and, and cheat days and diet breaks and stuff. But if you know that doing that super low carb is, is a struggle for you, well then you can do carb cycling. You, you can have some days higher, some days lower. So it's almost like a mental break. Like, okay, I don't have to do this low carb forever, like I, I don't have to keep this low carb lifestyle forever. I can have some days where I do have higher carbs and it's not going to ruin my progress because it fits with, right within my plan, right? It, it fits within my plan. It, I know what I'm doing. There's a there's a purpose behind it. So yeah, I, I can have higher carb days and I won't lose my progress and I'll feel good and I'll enjoy some foods that I enjoy and I'll, I'll have a good time and, and whatever it is. But mentally, you can also get a break in that sense because you can have days where you have higher carb and that might help you out as far as mental adherence because if you really 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 hate your plan you're not going to stick to it that's just that's just bottom line so if you can have higher and lower carb days that and it it may help you stick to your plan better mazel tov that that, that's absolutely amazing too so that is that is another option too as far as like what it can quote-unquote work for and again that's such a excuse me burp that's such a broad topic but that is what you can kind of do to to help out with that so um that's the kind of i guess three three main things i wanted to cover one last thing I want to leave you with is, is like I've been saying this whole time, these things are all different tools you can use to get the job done. And I say that because, like I said, my last podcast was on like refeed and cheat meals and diet breaks. Now we have like carb cycling. Now it, there's, there's a bunch of different stuff that gets thrown at you, not only from me, but just like all of the internet world in general. There's so many fad diets. There's so much information. There's so many articles. There's so many this. There's so many that. And it can be very, very overwhelming at times. And, and I've and I've been there. Like I I, I read everything. I, I still read everything to this day about fitness, about nutrition, about training, about about working out, about exercise, about everything, right? So it can be very overwhelming to to kind of look at these things and say, well, there's there's so many options. What do I do? It, it's almost like paralysis by analysis. There's so many things you can look at look at, and there's so many things you could try, so many things you can do, but like what's the right thing? What's the right thing not only to do but for you? What's the right thing to do for you? And and where I'm going with this is for one thing that I want to make sure is very clear is like this is why having building a foundational base is so, so very important. And I And I don't want to underestimate this because this is where like having protein at every meal comes in place. This is where having, you know, three meals and two snacks come into play. This is where having veggies two to three times a day comes into play. This is where having these habit-based goals and, and just having these habits down is so huge because if you don't have that, if you don't have portion control, if you don't have protein at every meal, if you don't have these things, carb cycling won't matter. Calorie cycling won't matter. Refeeds won't matter. Diet breaks won't matter. None of this will matter because you don't have a base to build off of first. You 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 haven't it's like building a house with no foundation. You have to build the foundation first to then build up your house from it. If you don't have that, it, it's gonna crumble. It's gonna keep crumbling, keep crumbling, keep crumbling. So this is why I, I always talk about building long-term sustainable habits first, first and foremost, and then you can kind of dabble into the carb cycling, and then you can dabble into the the, the diet breaks and the refeeds and you can dabble into these different things 
But if you don't have the, the foundation first, it, it makes no sense. It, it means nothing. It's worthless. So that's the first thing, first and foremost. The second thing I want to say is just, like I said, it can be very overwhelming. It can be a lot of information, information overload. Like there's so much stuff out there. What do you believe? What do you do? I would really implore you to either A, reach out to me and ask me a question. Reach out to me. Like take advantage of the fact that I'm willing to offer you my time for free to answer your question and give you help. And that's that's why I'm doing this podcast in the first place. I don't get paid from this podcast. There's no sponsors. There's there's nothing. I I don't get anything from this podcast. I do this to try to help you more. So my first thing would be take advantage of that fact that I'm willing to, you know, spend the time to help you. And and trust me, I've if you've reached out to me thus far and asked me a question, you know that I will give you all of my time and answer your question for you. Like that that is not a that's a non-negotiable. I'm going to help you. So I would say please reach out and ask me. And the second thing would be if you really want guidance through this journey, if, if you want to make sure that what you're doing is worth it, just reach out to me and sign up for coaching. Like shameless plug, but like just reach out to me and sign up for coaching because that's the reason that coaching is a real thing. That's a that's the reason why I have a I have a business and I have a job and I do what I do because it's a real thing. Like the, it, it is a real business. It's a real it, it is a real thing because it can be frustrating knowing there's so many things out there. It can be frustrating knowing what is the right thing for me. It can be frustrating going through these things over and over and over again, doing fad diet A and fad diet B, doing carb cycling, having a break, going going really strict. Like all this whole process can be frustrating. And, and I've seen it whenever I have a call with somebody, an, an initial call with somebody for my, for my nutrition coaching business, I, I always hear some form of like frustration. I'm frustrated. I'm mad. This is stupid. Like I, I always hear something like that, and I I know it's tough, and I only know because I've I've been there. Like I I know what my clients or potential clients are going through. So like, if you want help, if you need help, I would be more than happy to help you. So either a please reach out to me, or b just sign up for coaching. I, I would either one of those. I would love to do because I want to help you. Thank you so much for listening thus far. If you have questions again, like I just said for the past three minutes, feel free to reach out to me. I appreciate you guys so much, and we'll talk soon.